since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Real Sober Moms. You know, you guys, it's like The Real Housewives, but without the booze and the craziness. Um, Today, I talk with Mindy. Oh, she is like a ball of energy. I I want like, I want one-tenth of Mindy's energy. I loved it. It's contagious. She made me smile. Also, just she was so vulnerable, and I really thank her for that. She talks about... There wasn't a rock bottom. Her story is not one of hitting rock bottom, but rather I love how she puts it as it was an accumulation of not loving herself. And I I related to that so much. I know a lot of you do too. 
And she just talks about sobriety as a way of showing up for herself and loving herself. And that, if there's anything at the core of my sobriety, it's that. Oh, I I love this episode. Just a reminder, go and join us on the Sober Mom Life Facebook group. We have a large community of women who are supportive and vulnerable and oh, it's just a joy. It's the best place on the internet. Also, follow me at the Sober Mom Life on Instagram and Sober Mom Life Pod on TikTok. And if you're loving the show, follow it wherever you listen, rate and review it, all of the stars, share it with any of your friends who you think um, would love it, and enjoy this conversation with Mindy. Okay. Hello. We're back with another real sober, sober, curious mom. I don't know. We'll see. We'll listen to her story. Hi, Mindy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Told you I'm hiding in my bedroom. Yes. And I'm hiding in my closet. Well, right now I'm only hiding from the dog, but still, I mean, she'll hunt me down. So (laughs) I think uh, the ironic thing is my 16 year old knows that I quit drinking. And I think he has a big part of uh, why I did. And it was, it's crazy how many things can happen. And sometimes it's a really small thing. Um, So I am an executive director for a local rescue mission in my town. Okay. And um, gosh, I have listened to Rachel Hollis, Mel Robbins. I have the journal. I write all the things down as if they've already happened. I've accomplished a bunch of things that I wrote down like, purchase your own house and have an 800 credit score and have a healthy, amazing relationship, run a half marathon, all while drinking a bottle or two a night. Wow. Okay. So you are big into goal setting, visualization, all of that. And then yet there was this other part of you. Right. And even thriving in my career, things were going really well. As you can imagine, though, working in a place where there's homelessness, where there is ironically addiction and the impact of that on people made me want to drink when I got home. Yeah. Which isn't lost on me how kind of mind blowing it was that that was a solution to me being upset about other people's problems when I myself obviously had one. And I, um, I laugh at my boyfriend about the fact that he thought I had a superpower because uh, women are going to be upset when they hear this, but I don't get hangovers. I don't. I don't. Wow. Okay. What you're talking about? Uh, I guess one time when I was 30 in Las Vegas, I can say that uh, I, I went all in, and it was yeah. terrible. Other than that, though, I've never had a hangover. I, really? I don't. Yeah. yeah. That is that like it must be like a certain enzyme or something you have. Like that's crazy. Uh, I've never heard that. I think I would have quit sooner if I would have felt yeah. crummy when I woke up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the reality is I felt terrible in the other ways. And I did that 3 a.m. thing, the anxiety and the waking up. And I don't know exactly how I got to bed. And I don't remember the conversations I had last night and or waking up on the couch. I mean, ladies, can I get a witness? I cannot be the only person who's woken up on the couch two o'clock in the morning. Your man's already sleeping and you're like. Totally. Your makeup's still on. How long have I been here? I don't know. And then my son says something like, yeah, thanks so much for, you know, being willing to pay for that. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, no. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's great. And then I'm like, 
what questions should I ask to try and figure out exactly what I said yes to? Because yeah. I was very nice. I was very positive and loving and kind and giving. And I mean, we could go into that because definitely codependency is something that I've worked really hard on. So wanting to always be pleasing. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, I don't want to not know. I don't want to know, not know what happened in my life. I don't want to know. I do want to know the conversations I have with my kid and my right, oldest, like the guesswork that's, that's like it's produces not, so much anxiety, right? Right. And it's just not the person I wanted to be. Yeah. And my oldest son, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, he's 20. Yeah. He's at the University of Washington. He's a junior in an engineering program. He's getting great grades. My youngest son has a 4.0. He's in cross country wow. wrestling. I mean, telling you life is good, but I yeah. was not. Not. Yeah. I was dealing with childhood trauma that I still had never worked through, uh, divorce that was heartbreaking and a lot of um, infidelity and, and feeling of not being good enough. And so yeah. I never took the time to sit in it. I just set a goal, reached a goal, went to work, kicked some butt, came home yes. and forgot all of it. And so I didn't it even get to enjoy the wins. I didn't yeah. because it was always what's next. And um, and I didn't allow myself to find joy in it. I just numbed out and then set another goal. Yeah, you seem like a real go-getter. And that really propelled you forward. Like that worked. You were killing it in work, in life. And, you know, all of the... I, I don't know much about Mel Robbins and Rachel Hollis. I, I know that they're like, get up and go, right? Right. That kind of the message. So, it's like. I mean, I turned myself into a morning person because I felt like I'd get more accomplished and I'd be able to, yeah. you know, become this woman that I wanted to be. And outwardly, honestly, I looked like that. But inside, I felt ugly and fat and sad and mm. lonely. And, and so, yeah, I would, I would even after work, go have drinks with girlfriends at the local pub and, and then, you know, drive home after that, pop open a bottle of wine, make the dinner, do the things. Yeah. Get back yeah. up day, but wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I would just spiral this yeah. uh, imposter syndrome and you're not worthy of this life that you're living. You're not worthy of these amazing children that you have that are thriving. You don't deserve this career where you get to help other people with their sobriety when you're drinking. And again, like mm. I kind of wish I would have had hangovers because I think I would have quit sooner. Well, then it sounds like you, it sounds like you did have hangovers in the, the mental health aspect oh, of it, right? Oh you just gosh. didn't have the physical, all of right. the physical effects of, but that waking up at 3 a.m., it's like the just spiraling, anxiety, going like, yeah, that is, that's a hangover from alcohol. It, it, you're right. That's a really good point. It, it really is. And it is, oh man, it is this most self-deprecating heart being, yes. I'm worthless, useless, not, not all yes. these things. And I can't get any time back. I mean, none of us can, but yeah. when I see these women posting on, on the Facebook 
and they have littles, you know, I just want to like reach through my computer and hug them and say, do it now, right now, because I feel like I missed out on a lot of things. Mm. And I don't know if my kids would say that, but I I did. I I brought my wine to the soccer game. I I had a mimosa in my cup at the band concert, you know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to really fully experience a lot of things. And I think if anything has been difficult in this process, is that the fully experiencing stuff, it sucks and it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is true that like in sobriety, there is a mourning, like there's a mourning period of all of the shit that went down when we were drinking and kind of uh, like wishing you could do it over. That's part of it that's so hard. It's like, and then you feel all of those feelings. There's nowhere for those feelings to go except to feel them in sobriety. Right. And then all throughout, so this only been as of, gosh, last Saturday, it's been six months. Okay. Well, don't say only in front of that. There's oh, sorry. No it's been six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm so completely done. I will not be going back. I also don't consider myself an alcoholic. Yeah. Absolutely was utilizing alcohol to not participate at the end of the day in my life to have a good time, have a good time. And, uh, that's also been difficult. My boyfriend was also drinking with me and I have a tendency if someone's drinking with me, they're taking a shot. I'm going to take a shot. Well, when I'm 130 pounds and they're 230 pounds, you know, I, I can keep up, (laughs) right? but but could I, cause again, 3am it hit. And so I think about a week into me not drinking, it wasn't even like I said, oh, I quit. I just hadn't had alcohol in like a week, which was unlike me. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with my boyfriend and saying, um, I quit. And he goes, what? And I said, uh, I quit drinking. And he goes, oh, right on. You're going to do 30 days again, or are you going to do a 90 day challenge? And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just not going to drink anymore. And he's like, ever. And I said, yeah, no, I'm done completely. And he goes, I don't know what he, I mean, honestly, he was supportive, but I think he was like, oh no, like, what are we going to do for fun? Right. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do on the boat? I don't even yeah. know. What are we going to do at the football, uh, you know, party? What, what are we going to do at dinner? Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I just said, um, you know, obviously you decide what you want to do and this isn't about you, but I God, this anxiety. I was on trazodone. I was mm-hmm. taking propranolol for like panic attacks that I was having. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to move my body 30 minutes every day, which I was trying to do anyway, but I'm going to be more consistent with it. And I quit. And I did. I just quit. And each day that went by, I just felt better and better. And within a couple weeks, I was sleeping through the night. I wasn't yeah. having Ang- the, the hangovers. I wasn't having the 3 a.m. hangovers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it was a huge difference and it shifted also my friendships. I mean, I think that was one of the hardest things. I stopped by that local pub after work and I brought my iced coffee with me and I sat down and I'm chatting and I could, I could hang for a good 20, 30 minutes, but I realized that their words were already slurring. It's like yeah. the clock. 
I'm judgment. I was judgmental. I'm like, what are they doing? They're going to get in their car. I can't believe it because I read this naked mind. I'm like they're putting poison in their mm-hmm. bodies. What yeah. are they thinking? So I had to remove myself because I did not want to be that person. I did not want to be the judgmental human being that I was feeling, you know, and I yeah. was all jealous. I was like, they can, they can do this and live this way and be fine. And you know what the, the reality is it probably weren't actually fine. Yeah. I think that's the, that's, I do, I, I've been struggling with this idea of like, yeah, people who we think are like normal drinkers, quote unquote, like we think that sure they're fine, but just like, I think you're a perfect example of this, like outside you were killing it. Like everyone would think that you were, you were fine. Like you were a normal drinker, whatever that is, but inside, like no one knows that 3 a.m. except you, you know, no one knows you were going through that except you. So we don't know what other people are going through and what, what their drinking story is, what their relationship with alcohol really is. Right. I, it was pretty terrible. And so then for the next six months, I navigated, I navigated the 4th of July. Yeah. How was that? I was going to say, okay, well. So was there anything that before we get to the 4th of July, just when you stopped, was there anything that made you stop or it was just kind of an inner knowing it was just another day, but you knew inside you were done. It was just another day. I didn't have a crazy yeah. thing that happened and, uh, except, yeah. that, except that my son was like, oh yeah, thanks for paying for doing that thing. And I'm right. like, awesome. Okay. Yeah, that thing right on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it's what you're talking about, but you're thing. welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was just not loving myself. Yeah. Accumulation of showing up really, really well for everybody else. Yeah. And I remember reading somewhere, if you make and follow through on promises to other people, and if you're good at that, you're capable, you make a promise to your mom, you're going to go do something. You promise your child that you're going to, you know, get up to whatever practice they need to be to. And then you make a promise to yourself that you're going to not drink that day or that you're going to go on that three mile run. And then you talk yourself out of it you're not showing up for you. And if I can show up well for other people, can you imagine how much better off even they would be if I could show up well for myself? Totally. And yeah. so it became a, I deserved better. I deserved a life that was better. And so I just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Your story is so much like mine. That's I, I like how you said an accumulation of not loving yourself because it's not like something crazy happened. It's not a quote unquote rock bottom. It's just those little, those times of like chipping away at yourself, they accumulate until you you finally say it's enough. It was terrible. And I guess even it'd be interesting if anybody wants to go to our Facebook group and they can even look at some of the stuff I dealt with with my boyfriend. I mean, mm-hmm. he continued to drink and to a point one night that he came home. Gosh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Oh, I, okay. I remember. I remember this post. Yeah. He came home trashed. I mean, don't get me wrong. He Ubered home. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he drove. So I, yeah. there was that, but he was angry and he was slurring his words and he doesn't remember anything he said oh, you're just perfect because you don't drink. He doesn't even remember any of it. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't live like this. Like, not Mm. only have I made this choice for myself, but, and he's an amazing partner, really loving, kind. It was funny. Someone yesterday was like, you guys, you and Nick are like a Hallmark movie. And I was like, we kind of are. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 
we have an interesting backstory, but we have, things didn't work out, but we basically have been in love with each other since we were 17 years old. And then Aww. we both married other people and had other lives. And now we're finally here getting to. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I sat him down the next morning and just was like, this is not the life I want to live. I get that I'm speaking from somebody who was behaving like you not that long ago, Yeah, but this is triggering to me and this isn't healthy for me. And this isn't how I want to move through the world. And it turns out you can't ask somebody to, to see this better life. And he wasn't about to to tell me he was going to quit. He's like, if you're telling me that I need to quit uh, or else, then I'm not going to quit. Like, right. Right. have to either you decide you can handle this or not. And I just said, I just don't want you getting trashed and being the way you were, you know? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I think he's had one drink since then. Wow. Okay. That's great. Anything in the last month, mm-hmm. we go to restaurants, he orders water. I didn't even, we never had a talk. He never said he quit. I don't even know, honestly, if he's yeah. quit, how long or what, yeah. but I keep quiet and I'm just so grateful. And he said the other day, um, I just feel really good about the man that I am. And I feel really good about how we're living and our wholesome life. And I'm just really thankful that I get to be myself and genuinely live this beautiful life with you. Oh, wow. That that has to do with his choosing to not, to not be drinking and partying. And we were absolutely doing that. And it's just so much better now. And I might see someone again talking about what do I do? My partner's still drinking. And I, I think when I read people saying what I'm saying now, I rolled my eyes. Oh, sure. He's going to stop or he's going to cut back significantly and he's going to see how it's impacting you and he's going to be different. And I'm, oh yeah, sure. That's what your life is. That's not mine. Well, that's what my life is now too. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing the influence that we have in sobriety that we don't even and like you said, you can't make somebody stop. You just can't. Nope. That's not, that's a losing battle. And, and, and they almost are going to dig their heels in more if that's the route you go. But just living by example and then setting boundaries and communicating, I mean, right. that does a lot. I think um, I just chose me and I had to come to a place in, in our relationship and in my relationship with this new healthy version of myself, yeah. which really uncomfortable relationship because we face everything. We don't numb anything. I have to sit with myself and be like, well, this sucks. And here we are going to feel it. We're going to feel all of it. And I had to come to the realization that even if he chose to continue that behavior, and even if this kind of sober or mostly sober, not getting drunk lifestyle wasn't for him, I had to choose me. And I had to show up for myself first. And if that meant losing this otherwise really beautiful thing that I had, then I was not going to abandon myself one more time mm-hmm. for something else. Yes. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't abandon myself. And in showing up for myself, he watched me become this authentic person that I never got to be. Um, because I think in my past and all my past relationships, unfortunately, it's hard to admit I did whatever it took to be what I thought was the version of the lovable person that was going to get me affirmation, attention, affection, love. And ultimately I did. I mean, they loved me. Yeah. I have two ex-husbands and I think they both take me back. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is 
it wasn't me that they loved. They loved this construct that I yeah. made to be pleasing. Yes. And I remember going grocery shopping after um, my first divorce. And I'm putting all this stuff in the grocery cart. And I look down. I'm like halfway around the outside because you don't go on the inside because you get all the junk you don't need. Right. So yeah. I'm rules. I'm eating healthy. And I was just like, I don't even think I like hummus. Why, why do I have hummus in my cart? Like what? I had all this food in my cart. That wasn't for you. You didn't, I didn't even know what I wanted to eat. I got married 21. I didn't even know. I was just like, I put everything back and I was like, all right, what are we getting girlfriend? I don't even know. We're going to buy whatever we want. (laughs) We're going to eat it. And I didn't know because I spent so much time liking what they liked, doing what they wanted to do, watching what they wanted to watch wearing what they thought was cute on me, like yeah, seeing my yeah. hair, wearing it curly, depending on which one was more attractive that they believed it to be. Yeah. And I lost my identity, but man, did I morph myself into something that was super lovable and ultimately yeah. not lovable at all because they were in love with somebody that wasn't me. And that just can't, you can't, you yourself, that takes a toll on you, mm. you know? That takes it's toll. exhausting. And yeah. so I did. I said to my boyfriend, I said, you're about to take a wild ride with me because I'm going to figure out. Yeah, it's hopefully in the midst of this relationship, who I am and what what I want to be and who I want to show up as. And it might be kind of hard because I'm going to tell the hard truth and I'm just going to be raw and authentic. And he was like, I'm here for it. Oh, that's amazing that he is such a great partner and that you have that together. Um. Oh, okay, so I do want to hear about how was the first Fourth of July because we have the holidays coming up, God. and so that was your first holiday sober, right? It was. And how it, was it? It was at the beach with his friends and family, and his ex girlfriend also stayed the entire weekend. Oh, so okay. Other maybe a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone's drinking. I mean, they started off the morning with Jello shots. Oh, and don't yeah. tell shots fool you. Those can creep up oh, on yes, comments. Totally. And um, so I'm drinking my soda water. I mean, I had like, I don't know. I think Nick bought me like eight cases of soda water. Yeah. Drinking my soda water. And he created this like whole bed cozy nook with my favorite books in the back of his truck so that oh. I could, if I wanted to hide. Yeah. That's so I, nice. I'm like, I need a place to go if y'all get crazy. Yeah. Like, a place to hide out from the drunken madness. Yes. And so he created this whole space and then he showed me and he's like cringing. He opens the door the back to the back of his extended truck and he shows me and he's like, and I go, oh my gosh. And he's like, okay, good. Oh my gosh, you're bad. Oh my gosh. Like, am I in trouble for creating a little hidey hole for you or are you yeah. happy? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm happy. So we hung out and I walked to the beach when it got to be too much and I legit hid in my hidey hole and read a book. Yes. <laughs> That's and, so good to create a safe space like that and and have a plan of, okay, where am I going to go? What am I going to do right. when it gets to be too much? And that's what I said. He said, how can I be supportive of this? And I said, if you could just not get trashed, that would help. And yes. he drank, but he really did not get to that point. I felt like I could always communicate with him. Yeah. I said, I just wish I had somewhere to be if I didn't want to be around it. And so he created a somewhere for So me. nice. And it definitely, it helped, but it was still hard. The smell yeah. of alcohol still bothers me. Yeah. The smell totally. of it breath would really yes. bother me. 
happy. Yes. It, it just, oh, it, it's weird because I drink it all the time. But now, I mean, someone even walking by that had whiskey or something, it's yeah. just cringy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I sat by the fire and then I remembered my why. And I realized I've got a couple more years with my 16 year old that I get to really fully be here and hang out. And what if he calls and he needs something and I'm an hour and a half away and I can't even get there? Yeah. Well, guess what? I could get there. I could get any given moment. If something happens, I am capable of showing up a hundred percent. Is it going to be easy? Maybe not. But am I going to remember the whole thing? Yeah, but you can do (laughs) it. Yeah. Yep. And that's important to me. So I made it through in that way, but I did. I applied myself with soda water and I created safe space And I do see a lot of people talking about, well, I have to go to this or I have to go to that. And I'm going to say this. I challenge you. Do do you? Yeah. Do you have to? And if you do, you can leave. Yes. And tell your partner that, hey, you know what? If you want to stay, that's cool. But if it's if it's okay with you or even if it's not, I'm going to take her home and I'll see you. I'll see you at home. I hope you do, too, if you keep drinking but this isn't a place that's safe or good or healthy for me right now. Yes. And there will uh, all there will always be parties. You know? Yeah, there will. Of and, course. Yeah. And they'll wait they'll wait for you. You'll be invited again. And if you're not, then those aren't your friends. But right. Yeah. Yeah. But I you, I hid out in my hidey hole in the truck so and read good. the book and drank my soda water. And was it a bummer to not feel like I was participating? Yeah. But the next morning when everyone yes. else was like shit. Yes. That's what it's about too. I was like Yes. I did a little self-righteous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's hard not to in that morning, that morning yeah, glow. Exactly. So, well, it's so not, you- honestly, Suzette, even yesterday, I was like, gosh, you know, a glass of wine with dinner would be really great. Yeah. I, I even, I still now I'm like, it's just one, it's just one glass. It's not that big of a deal. And then I'm like, Mindy does not drink just one glass. Mindy right. will want- bottle and then Mindy will like convince herself that she can go get another bottle because it's really close down the street. It's not that far. And who cares? It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm not hurting anybody. And the fact is I am hurting somebody and that somebody most of the time is me. Yeah. That's such a good reminder. And, and you said that your 16 year old is downstairs Mm -hmm. and so, and he knows, he knows that you've stopped drinking. You said, right? Yep. And I told my 20 year old too. I sat down with Hey, I decided to quit drinking. And he was like, that's awesome, mom. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's cool having older kids and that you can communicate that with them and you can get their feedback. And so what does your 16-year-old say about it? I just find he spends a lot more time with me now. And I find yeah. that he sticks around and he wants to, he's like, hey, do you want to go do something? Hey, do you want to ride bikes? Hey, do you want to go on a hike this weekend? Like he wants to participate and do things with me. And that is, I mean, yes, every time. So he might not say it with his words, but he's definitely saying it with his actions of wanting to be around you more. That's amazing. Right. And my, and my 20 year old is definitely saying it with his words, yeah. but he's, he's, so he's been around for more of realizing, oh, mom's, mom's been drinking, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they would take advantage of it too. Yeah. I promise they would be like, oh, she's been drinking. What can we ask right. for? Cause she'll say, yes. say yeah. 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 But my 20-year-old, I said, hey, your your birthday's coming up. You're going to be 21. And that was a weird thing, too, thinking about not having a drink with my son for his first drink. Mm-hmm. I know that's, but I was like, that's kind of weird. It's not something I'd ever thought about until I couldn't do it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I asked him, I said, what are you going to do for your 21st birthday? And he's like, oh, we're going to go skiing. 
I said, well, you know, do you have a drink that you want to try? Or are you going to? And he's like, it's poison. No, thanks. Wow. I do think that it does seem like Gen Z has it more figured out than we do. He just doesn't want it. Yeah. And I said, well, you don't even want to try. And he's like, what's the point? It smells terrible. I'm not interested. I see how people behave when they drink. You know, he's at University of Washington. He's like, I'm good. I'm doing really good. He's in the marching band. He's like the happiest. Oh, that's amazing. College kid on the planet. And yeah, he just doesn't want to do it. Good for him. So I hope that a whole lot of that wasn't seeing how I went through it. But if it was, at least he'll uh, avoid some of the big mistakes that I feel like I've made. Yeah, and now you're showing them another way. You're show, you know, that I think that that's the best thing we can do as moms. Yeah, I picked him up from UW a couple weekends ago. I guess a weekend ago, and I said, "Hey, I'm almost at my six months," and he was like, "Mom, that is awesome." Aww. And I said, "Consecutively," and he goes, "I was hoping that's what you meant." That I'm just trying to keep it light, and he goes, "Mom, you don't have to keep it light. It's a really big deal." Aww. And it's okay for you to to know that it's a big deal. And it's good for you to be proud of something that you're doing that's a big deal. And I was just like, oh, I, I just, I uh, told him I was sorry for the stuff I missed, you know? Mm. And uh, he was like, mom, you've always been a great mom. Mm. But now you're just really completely here for it. So, oh my God. Well, he sounds amazing. You are amazing. Yeah, they're pretty great. And now I get to be great, too. Oh, Mindy, I'm sad that our time is up. I could talk to you forever and and hear your story. I can tell how proud you are of yourself and you should be. And I'm so proud of you. And thank you for being so vulnerable and opening up about your story. Yeah. Ladies, if I can be of help, I promise I'm here for it. I would love if my story resonates with anybody that matters. And I've been scared to tell it, but I'm glad I did. It feels really- I'm so glad. It's going to help so many because I think your story is co- more common than we than we think. It That's what I love about this group is yeah. uh, all these women. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all so wonderful and normal. Like- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mindy. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Okay. I'm going to go celebrate <laughs> my birthday tomorrow for the first oh! time. Happy birthday. Remember the entire thing. Yes. Oh, I want to hear all about it. Tell us about it on the group. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay. I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week but we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.